Welcome to the Talking Freelance Podcast. If you're new to freelancing or looking to maximize your success on platforms like Upwork, you're in the right place. Each week, we invite industry experts and freelance superstars where we unpack their strategies and hear their stories on how they launched and grew their own freelance businesses. Here's your host, a successful entrepreneur, freelancer, and success strategist, Leah Myers. All right, welcome to the Talking Freelance Podcast. Today, I am so excited to welcome Kathy Stoll today. She is an online business coach for moms, specializing in that. So today, we're going to talk about imposter syndrome, and we're going to talk about niching down and how the two go hand in hand. So I will just let you kind of take the floor and introduce yourself, and we'll jump right into really identifying what imposter syndrome is. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Leah. Um, hi, everybody. Kathy Stoll. I'm coming at you from snowy British Columbia. <laughs> and, um, I live here with my husband and two teens. And um, I just love the online world and getting to connect with these amazing humans from all over and getting to um, connect with you all over the sound waves right now. Awesome. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. Imposter syndrome is such a big topic that we're going to like jump into it and do the best we can. Absolutely. Be a short minute. So. <laughs> okay. So I find imposter syndrome is up there with one of the top three worries when it comes to entrepreneurs. And mm-hmm. funny enough, um, actually listening to, I'm always listening to audiobooks when I go on my daily walks. And I find I'm just naturally such a worry wart that I had to listen to a book by Dale Carnegie called How to Stop Worrying. <laughs> so I'm like, well, that sounds helpful for me. And um, so, so many really helpful tidbits come from listening to that book, but one of them directly applies to the concept of imposter syndrome. And what he offered in this book was the sentence. I'm like, that's what I keep saying is that our number one cause of worry is what we're thinking. So I define imposter syndrome that we're representing ourselves falsely of who we are. So it just feels like maybe there's this deep rooted fear that we're going to get called out for being a fake So I couldn't help myself in preparation for this conversation today to quickly Google the meaning of imposter syndrome. And essentially that it is someone who is falsely representing themselves, but they use this example of someone claiming to themselves to be a long lost family member. So totally identity theft. (laughs) So that is pretty extreme. So I think that the brain being a complex thing that it just runs with this concept. So I think it's this deep rooted fear of, um, not feeling that we're qualified enough to do what we promised our, um, you know, our clients or the public and just not quite feeling comfortable yet in our own skin and in our ability. So I think Mr. Carnegie is onto something in terms of it's really important what it is that we think about ourselves and our abilities. And I think that's a great starting off point to overcome this worry. Yeah, I would definitely say that when I started my freelancing business, that was a huge fear for me that was controlling me and my business growth for several months before I actually got started. 
Um, for me, I was just applying for any job and every job that I possibly could that I would not have to be in the driver's seat. I needed to be told what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. And it's not that I didn't have those skills to complete the jobs or the tasks. It was the fact that I wasn't confident in myself. So I love that you said, like, it's a long lost family member, you know, just stealing your identity. And that's truly what it was. And it was coming from me who was once confident in what I was doing in business to now in a completely different world and in a different role and starting a whole new business practice that I had to get reacclimated with one, myself, and two, the skills that I was going to provide for new clients. So I did let that imposter syndrome run my business at, in the driver's seat for many, many months before I just finally had had enough. And it was kind of like a get a grip, Leah, kind of conversation I had to have with myself. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so yeah, yeah, just like any other fear, we can also just embrace that as a superpower to assure ourselves that, you know, um, like you were just saying, when you're just starting out, it's this deep dive into the unknown and you're kind of questioning, like, can I afford to place all my confidence in this really kind of almost like a controlled environment and like putting myself in a whole different new area of circumstances. Uh, it reminds me when I just finished high school, I, I took a gap year and I became like a temp girl, like back in the day, it was a, I think they're still around called Kelly girl services or Kelly. It was Kelly. And I was a Kelly girl. And I took this one gig and the question was like, you know, how fast can you type? And at the time, you know, fresh out of high school, I took typing 20 and, and then I was like, you know, I could type 80 words a minute, whatever. But then I had to go into this office and it was all these, this technology I wasn't familiar with. I had to listen to a transcript transcriber. I had to type and I just, it took me a long time just to get comfortable. And I ended up getting fired from that gig. <laughs> so they came to me, they're like, we would like you to leave now. So it was almost, that was like the worst case scenario. So I, I think once you thrust yourself into a new situation, your mind and body sometimes kind of goes back to those really uncomfortable situations or memories you wish to put to bed forever. And, um, it's a gift for us to really prepare ourselves and to get really clear on what the scope of our, um, you know, services might be and promises we can offer to our clients and then just start really exploring over and over again, um, what our strategies are to support our clients. How can we help them leaning again on what our natural abilities are, skill sets, experiences, so that we can show up confident every day and every day even get a little bit more confident because we just can speak from our truth. Mm -hmm. And when you hone in on listening to yourself, I think that's when you start owning who you are and that imposter syndrome starts leaving or taking less hold of who mm -hmm. you are. Absolutely. And just like everything else in life, when you're not feeling a hundred percent, like even health wise, or if you're burning, you know, the candles at both ends and like, you know, just depleted in any way, you're more susceptible. So every day is different. So that's why it's really important to have some kind of daily practice to remind your, your brain like, oh yeah, that's right. I am an expert in this arena. And um, remembering that you are an expert. An expert, the definition really is 
that you know more on a certain topic than, you know, if you're standing in a busy street corner, then the, you know, the average person walking by you. Yeah, you're an expert and doesn't, you know, something to remember that you can for sure show up in uh, your ability that you can help the average Joe or Jane. Yeah, for sure. So I think that imposter syndrome for me, once I finally started getting rid of that, I was able to niche myself into finding jobs that I knew that I wanted. And not only that Mm -hmm. I wanted, but I knew that I was good at. So do you want to kind of share a little bit of your story on how you, um, you know, niched yourself down through imposter syndrome or however you want to go about that? Yeah, totally. Totally. So uh, the beginning, the beginning of my entrepreneur journey was when I was 12. Um, I just have it in me. (laughs) I always wanted to be self-employed. I started this business when I was a kid called Rent-A-Kid, made a t-shirt and I just hire me for odd jobs. And so I really, it's in my blood. My, both my parents are entrepreneurs, my brothers, everyone's like at, you know, holiday dinners, you know, what's your patent numbers? So it's in me. And so, but I, I, I did the corporate route before uh, my husband and I moved out. We really wanted to start a hobby farm. So we moved out to the boonies, like eight hours away from any major center. And at the same time, I became a mom and we had the hobby farm and I was kind of yearning for connection. There were local moms too, but it was a pretty clicky area. So it was really kind of hard to get in there. <laughs> so I started documenting our hobby farm um, adventures and started a blog. And then I started meeting like-minded women who were also into similar things like, you know, canning and milking cows, making cheese, spinning yarn. I made my own clothes for five years. So I just love that connection. And they too were doing my creative outlet blogging, like the people in my physical and, you know, area had no idea what I was doing. Cause there was no internet there either. <laughs> One was using our driveway to get our Wi-Fi, And so these people got the whole blogging, which was at the time, this is, um, this is almost like, Oh my gosh, my daughter was a baby when I started this and she just turned 19. So this is like a long time ago. And so it was cool to meet other people who were exploring, you know, blogging, meeting people online. And when it came to a point where I was ready to start making income, I tried a bunch of things. And what I finally landed on, I wanted to deepen the connection with these women who were finding me and were asking me a whole bunch of questions. They're like, how are you managing your time? Cause you're blogging every day. You're milking your cow twice a day. You're making your clothes, you're homeschooling. And then I really sat with that question and I was like, I want to help them. So initially I became a life coach to coaching whoever. I'm like, ooh, life coach, I should explore that. So I was really focused on creating those skill sets and going through the certification and trainings, et cetera. And then when I came out of it, then I revisited, okay, who is it that I want to work with? And it's just natural. And I tell my clients, I've worked with a lot of mom coaches to be wanting to offer someone support who's just a couple of steps behind you in your journey. So I'm always thinking about my ideal client. It's me right before I hit this next level in my entrepreneurial journey, or where was I feeling stuck? 
And um, so I decided at the time helping moms to create that time and space to, so they can also start exploring what turns them on in terms of creative outlets, perhaps even entrepreneurial outlets, and um, just to like slow down their pace so that they could really up their self-care, connect with their kids and, you know, do the things that, that they really, truly, deeply want, genuinely want. And so, yeah, that's how I came initially to coaching moms and then um, turned into helping them become coaches and that then today helping them build an online business and get them clients through niching down themselves. (laughs) Yeah. I I think it's such a journey and it's some people look at this and that's why I was excited for you to share your stories because it has been a journey. Some people think that you start in the entrepreneurial journey and you're supposed to niche down the next day or the next week or the next month. And that it's a journey. One, I live the full principle of like, I don't want to do what I don't want to do. And I know what I don't want to do. You know, it's, it's the same. It's like saying, like, if you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life. Well, okay. Yes. You're still working. But when you are niche down into what brings you joy, what allows you to work in, in your expertise, that's when you can truly feel a fulfilled life in your entrepreneurial journey in your freelance journey, however you want to look at that. So I love that you started freelance or started in your entrepreneur journey when you were in elementary school, middle school. (laughs) Um, I'm the same way. Um, I've had several jobs over the years where I was a W2 employee and I was miserable every single Mm -hmm. time. So I was like, this is clearly not. And you came from an entrepreneurial household. I did not. Mm. Like everyone else in my family, extended family is a W2 employee. And so when they're like, you're working on the weekend or you're working after hours or you're working on your computer. Like I was with my parents over the weekend and we were in a hotel and I was sitting there on my computer and they're like, Oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, I'm working. Like you guys are sitting there watching a movie. I'm sitting here working just to get some stuff done. And they were just like, what? Like, <laughs> it's such a foreign concept for people who are not in that. So it's kind of fun um, just to kind of explain like what I do, why I do it. And um. Yeah. So, um, you have some, you have a process that I'm really excited for you to dive into it. You said it was the BHG process. Will you yeah. do a deeper dive for us? Yeah. So landing. Okay. So we were talking about the imposter syndrome and I think the, one of the greatest bombs for it, like B-A-L-M <laughs> bombs is to soothe that, you know, again, it's natural for it to come up peek its head once in a while. Again, it's just trying to protect us. Um, but it's to really hunker down on your niche to really just sit and decide even just for the next three months, I'm going to try these on. I always kind of talk about niching down, kind of like you're trying on like a pair of jeans. You got to like do some squats in them and walk around and, you know, do a little turn around the mirror, (laughs) see how things look and feel. Um, but it's a decision, even if it's a temporary one, making decisions can be really painful. And again, going back to when you feel weak or tired, things aren't working out. You're not getting the results in your business that you were counting on immediately. You're like, I'm going to switch things up. This isn't working. So it just gives you uh, an opportunity to commit for a reasonable amount of time and to come up with those decisions quickly. I always say, success loves speed. So let's just make these quick decisions. Um, so this process 
it stands for brain, heart, and gut. So you start at the top and then you move it down. And I kind of like to get a little woo woo here. It's like you're grounding yourself. And as you ground yourself, you're also coming back to this whenever you're feeling that imposter syndrome syndrome creep up. So the B stands for brain, which means is great journaling exercise is to take a brain dump and write down basically your life resume. So we're using our intellect to make a smart decision in regards to your niche right here. So if that sounds overwhelming, I like to suggest breaking down your biography to seven-year chunks. So from birth to seven years old, what was your shtick, right? Like, what did you like doing? I was such a little ham when I was in this age range. I would put on plays for my parents, friends, when they come over for dinner. So like, you know, I wanted to be a movie star. So, you know, I do like to perform, right? So I would just write down, um, you know, all the things I was into. And not only that, but what you've overcome, like what crazy things happen. You know, when I was in that age, I remember eating breakfast and the roof of our house flew away. So I can write down like crazy events that happen in all these that we've overcome accomplishment struggles and then move on from the age seven to 14. You know, what sports are into hobbies. Again, what did you overcome struggles? 14 to 21. And then 21, I like to say, you know, until, you know, another thing, like you had kids or you got into your career and then to the present and just taking a look, I kind of look at it and it's so funny. I call it um, pieces to a puzzle and I'm giggling because I actually am doing this interview on my jigsaw puzzle place. I got, um, I'm on top of a jigsaw puzzle right now. <laughs> so all these pieces, because this is my favorite thing to do is looking at all the pieces that make up your life story and bringing them together so you can feel really confident and empowered in your entrepreneurial journey. So begin with the brain. Look at everything and just using your intellect to see what makes sense in terms of services I could provide, solutions I can offer. And again, trainings, uh, education, certifications, et cetera. So you get that on paper and then we're going to just move into our heart. And this is where we connect to what I call your big why and your little why. And other words, what makes you cry? So what makes you cry from tears of joy, you know, like really moves you and thinking, how do you want to make a difference in the world with your business? Um, you know, the ripple effect, if I can help one client thinking how they, how their work could make a shift in someone else's life and how that's going to impact their family. And then moving that ripple out into the community, into your country, into the world. And then the little why I like to say is, um, you know, what to motivate you a little bit more selfishly. How is your success because of niching down is going to impact your little family? And, you know, how can you treat the family? Like maybe like taking a trip. What are your, basically your income goals? How is this going to offer healing to you? So more kind of selfish wise. So we're going to marry those two. So based on what I know, basically my resume mixed with my motivation here. And I'm willing to go on in on this because this is a big deal. And then we shift down to the gut and this is where you make a decision. So this is where one 
you know, one takeaway the last couple of years for me um, has been about trusting my gut more and practicing that exercise. So just, you know, not hemming and hawing too much, stop overthinking and just go with what feels good. I call it following your bliss crumbs. So when you think about, okay, well, what's my niche going to be? And then also to really quick, my definition of niche is, you know, who's my target demographic I'm going to be working with and what's the main struggle that I'm going to be offering a solution to with my services. Um, what, what is my gut guiding me towards? And then just practicing to trust your gut. And then when the flip-flopping kind of, you know, tantalizing, um, temptations come up, it's like, okay, get the journal out, move through this exercise again, or even just simply do like a hand gesture, like down here, reminding you, no, I did the brain thing. Remember the heart thing. Okay. Trust my gut. I have this exercise. I'm all about hand motions. Same thing. Like when I'm walking down the street and if I feel like someone with weird energy is coming towards me, (laughs) I do the zip up thing. (laughs) It's like, I'm all about like using my hands to just remind that, no, I know who I am. I know my strength. I know I'm protected and I'm going to show up with confidence and know that, you know, you can't knock me down. So use all the hand gestures, but this is a great journaling prompt to get it down on paper, how you can help remember, remind yourself why you're doing this and trusting your gut. I love it. That's so helpful. Um, I'm going to definitely start trying the hand gestures. And when my teenagers are asking (laughs) me what the heck I'm doing, like when we're in target or something like that. Um, and I, um, am just doing these hand gestures and I'll be like, it's the latest TikTok trend. And they'll have no clue. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm just as cool as you, but really it's, it's equipping myself to myself as well. That's, That's so funny because I can get, I'm definitely a practicing extrovert where I would be able to just be home. Like I love to travel because it's not, I, I can be my true self. Mm-hmm. I don't have to like put on this show. I can, you know, just be and not run into people that I know or anything like that. It's not, it's not that I'm like antisocial or anything. It's just like, I just want to be and experience these things for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. And so I can just like stay in my little house and be completely fine. That's why I love working from home and traveling. I can just be whoever I am experiencing new things just in my element there. So it's kind of that's a cool. weird like introvert, extrovert type thing. But I definitely love those hand motions. Um, I definitely <laughs> need that when I go through TSA because that's stressful. Oh, that is so funny. I do it to my husband too. Like when his, you know, he knows I have this like good energy protection and, and then we'll be talking and gets a little heated. I do this. He's like, unzip yourself. Don't zip up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Anything else that you would love to share? We'll definitely put some resources and your Instagram in the show notes, but anything else Thanks. you want to leave this audience? Yeah, totally. I actually have a, I have so many niche down uh, strategies. One of my favorite ones is called the niche blender. <laughs> so you take, um, I'm not going to get into it. It's a little bit more extensive, but I have a freebie. And if you head to my website, you'll have the link, um, blissbeyondnaptime.com forward slash five zero fifty five zero. Um, I have a list it's called 50 coaching niches for moms, but inside that list, there's 
access to this 20 minute training that moves you through the, the niche smoothie blender exercise. That's really fun and effective as well. Awesome. Thank you again so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. It was so fun. Yeah, for sure. And if anyone has any comments, questions or anything, please definitely leave me a message in um, and send me a voice recording in the show notes and I will definitely get back to you. But thank you so much, Kathy, for joining us today. Anytime. Thank you, Leah. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Talking Freelance with freelance expert Leah Myers. Each Monday, a new episode is released. You can find us on all major podcast networks and at TalkingFreelance.com. It is the mission of this podcast to support you to achieve success. The views and opinions expressed on the podcast are those of Leah Myers only and do not necessarily represent the opinions of Upwork. Leah Myers is not an employee of, nor does she receive any compensation from Upwork.